Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Getting Deep with Sandeep. On today's uh, episode, you'll uh, hear a conversation between me and Ruth Brandt. Ruth uh, is a stand-up comedian here in uh, Los Angeles. She performs all uh, all across Southern California and has uh, dreams and aspirations of performing across the US, which she's actually booking shows, so that's uh, that's happening. That's in uh, in the works as well. Um Ruth also runs her own business. Um and yeah, in this conversation, we talk a little bit about her her entry into the field of stand-up comedy, uh, her process of writing jokes, um who she learns from um her acting coaches uh what her uh, um advice would be for someone who wants to get into this field we also talk a little bit about um how uh, she wants to get into uh, at least work for a one one movie or one show at least a show a netflix show that's one of her dreams so we talk about that her acting dreams we also talk um about uh her life growing up in new york her equation with his with her parents um we talk about her move from new york to la her her married life how it was raising three kids uh how we we also talk about her um uh, how she ended up buying the house that she lives in right now so that's that's a pretty fun story there yeah we uh, we also talk a little bit about her her relationship with her kids and what she thinks about uh the current path that they are in right now and uh we we dig into uh into various aspects of of her life um and it was it was fun knowing a little bit more about Ruth and uh, i hope you enjoy listening to this conversation and learn more about Ruth um uh, and if you can uh, get you know take a leaf or two out of this conversation and uh and if this conversation helps you in any way then uh yeah then that's great too otherwise happy listening and uh happy birthday ruth once again what's up guys i hope you all are having a fantastic friday i have the special special opportunity and chance of being with the ever wonderful uh ever sweet uh, a budding stand up comedian Uh, someone who's performing all over LA has uh, shows uh, across the country has hopes of uh, getting uh, into a Netflix show pretty soon and uh, has uh, hopes and ambitions in, on the creative side yeah. ladies and gentlemen we have none other than Ruth Brandt okay thank you for helping <laughs> me with the second name a few minutes ago what's up what's it going oh i'm so happy to be here sandeep thank you for having me i love it i love it okay so let's let's see um you want to talk a little bit about about you uh, give an intro about whoever is listening um start maybe from you know where are you from mm-hmm. where do you live here in LA and uh, where were you raised etc born and raised in queens new mm-hmm. york mm-hmm. lived there for the first 30 years of my life mm-hmm. um and then moved to LA um end of uh 1991 mm-hmm. um and i never looked back it took me a good couple of years to get used to this place because moving to california from the east coast is like moving to another country mm-hmm. it was very different i had uh dreams the first few months that i lived here that i was walking the streets <laughs> because i missed 
walking all over the place. Right. It's not unless you're in Santa Monica. There's right. not a whole right. lot of walking. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I'm from India. I, we walk uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, the shape of my body was different in New York <laughs> from all the walking that I did. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, were you even more prettier? <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Oh, bless you. Um, so, yeah. So, I've been here now uh, since 1991. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy here on the West Coast. Uh, it's been a blessing. I mm-hmm. uh, raised my kids here. My kids were born here. Um, I started a business here in the natural products industry. Mm-hmm. And then about a year and a half ago, I started doing comedy in a big way, which has given me so much joy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't make any money at it. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember the last time I had so much fun. Right, right. I, Aren't the things, a lot of things that don't give us, uh, yeah. that give us happiness or joy? I have a career that gives me a living, you right. know, and one career that <laughs> doesn't. No, it, it, probably, it gives you happiness. But it gives me so much <laughs> happiness and right. it feeds my spirit. Right. Yeah, it's a, been a real interesting ride. And sometimes you think mm-hmm. that life um, is just um, boring and then <laughs> something happens um, Mm-hmm. And um, and things just shift out of nowhere. I went through. Uh, well, it's no secret. I went through a divorce mm-hmm. last year, and mm-hm. so and I. And bro- you started comedy one and a half years ago. <laughs> I, I started <laughs> so comedy. What, yeah, coincidence? No. <laughs> so no. what? What led to what? You know, I always believe in looking at the funny side of uh, life. I've always been yeah. like that, and I wrote um, a monologue and mm-hmm. performed a monologue. I want to say close to two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was in acting school. Oh, and, um Yeah, Actors Workout Studio. Mm-hmm. And i um very friendly with Stacey Raposo, who's the manager there. Anyway, um, long story short, this mm-hmm. opportunity came across her desk about um, doing a monologue. It was a competition. And you could either uh, recite a, a monologue that was established mm-hmm. or write your own. And I thought just write my own and at first I wasn't going to do it but then this gentleman Peter Valentino reached out to me and said listen Ruth you know we have room for one more person and tonight is the deadline and so I was kind of like pushed into doing something that I really was I guess scared to do and I wrote this monologue in less than 10 minutes I called it the princess and the penis and I recited it on stage it was a comedic monologue And I won. I was competing Ooh. against professional actors. There you go. And that that experience gave me the confidence um, and the push right. to do other things. And shortly after that, I took a comedy class with this wonderful woman by the name of Lisa Sunstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a company called Pretty Funny Women, and she really supports women. Because she went into um, a comedy club, I think, 25 or over 25 years ago. Mm-hmm to perform and the promoter said to her you're too pretty to be funny so she thought oh that's going to be my business name or (laughs) so the story goes um and yeah so i took a class with her emma took the same class too and then we had a showcase Mm -hmm. and then i just started um doing open mics however the pandemic hit right and so i was doing open mics online on zoom which is kind of weird because you know when you're doing comedy a lot of it is physicality 
I couldn't be physical. I was just doing, you know, these open mics and shows online. Sounds very difficult. It's it, it, or maybe there's a trick to it. There is a trick to it, right. but it's limiting. You can't really do physical comedy in right. a Zoom setting. And then the other thing is you don't know if you're funny or not because everybody right. is muted. Right. So I call it comedic masturbation <laughs> when you're doing a Zoom show. <laughs> Pardon the expression. Uh-huh. Um, I even there's no alcohol in this, so I it's all me. I offered. I know you did. I know. I but do that. I'm afraid of what else might come. Can you imagine? This is me sober. What would come out of my mouth? Why do you otherwise? think I, I offered you alcohol? Oh, no, it would be so much worse. Um, this is tame. Uh, well, you've been people to want, one of my uh, shows. People want wild. Yeah, tame I know. Well, tell them to come to one of my shows. I'm, yeah, I'm right. performing yeah. this weekend in San Woo-hoo! Diego, and I'm performing next Friday at... Um, the federal bar and right. uh, yeah I've in the past two days I've booked four shows I've had promoters reach out to me mm-hmm. like on Instagram and the middle of the night <laughs> I've gotten messages mm-hmm. and it's just it's wonderful it's so encouraging mm-hmm. um, but I back I I'm backtracking now um, yeah so I I had um, this just wonderful I guess you could say birthing experience Mm -hmm. where I just started doing comedy and it picked me. So one and a half years ago, you decided to comedy. What what was your creative outlet before that? Um, Well, I was doing acting. um, uh, And again, I was training for a couple of years. I was doing acting for a couple of years at Actors Workout Studio. Uh, that was um, where in 2021. So I want to say that I started maybe either 2017 or 2018. What happened in 2017 that Ruth decided to pursue these hobbies or dreams um, or interests and make it a reality? Well, my my marriage wasn't in a great place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in a good place. And I also, as I was getting older, mm-hmm. I found myself wanting to tap more into my creative side. I was doing improv. I did improv for close to four years. And then a couple of my friends there, they went to the acting school a couple of blocks away. And they were talking about it glowingly. And I thought, oh, I need to try that. Um, And I went and I audited one of the classes and it scared the bejesus (laughs) out of me. And I didn't go back for another year. Yeah, because it was Meisner technique. And in Meisner, you have to be very honest. It's like a no-bullshit kind of technique. So, for example, you get on stage with another human being and you're looking at each other. And so they perceive something in you. So right right now, I would look at you and I would say... um, Engaged. Right. And I would repeat engaged. And you would say engaged. And you go back and forth. But what if somebody thinks that you're mean? You know, they could say something to like oh i don't know you know angry or sad whatever and i had a mask on at that stage because i was really trying to hold um my marriage together and pretend everything was wonderful when it hadn't been wonderful in years right and when you're in that kind of setting you can't lie right and um I wasn't ready to tell the truth to anybody else or to myself. What, what happened that you decided that it's time to tell the truth? Um, I couldn't lie anymore. Mm-hmm. It just became exhausting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lying to anybody else right. but myself. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So that, so acting um, 2017. 
It, it might have been 2018. 18. 18. Right. 2018, 2019. Yeah. Right. And... Um, and then I started taking writing classes with Beautiful. this wonderful woman, Terry Silverman. I started with her literally when the pandemic started. Right. And I, I just recently took a short break. But this past year, I wrote a solo show, Cooking My Way to Comedy. And um, <laughs> it was on Zoom. And right. I think I had close to 60 people. And I worked on that for close to seven months. Mm-hmm. And took myself to Sedona for six days and mm-hmm. locked myself in a hotel room and mm-hmm. edited my piece mm-hmm. and um, I cried almost every day for seven months you know Correct. writing this thing because it was a uh, it was really a uh, um, it was comedic and it was also um, uh, very raw mm-hmm. it was everything did you take a break from work or how did you no i didn't take a break i was working (laughs) i was working and doing this the whole time so i'd go see customers Mm -hmm. then i would think about my piece cry in the car go see (laughs) another customer you know Mm -hmm. uh, cry in the car and i mean this is what i did how's the balancing going on oh it's not always easy Mm -hmm. if i'm being very honest but you know my my prayer and my goal always is wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, to be in the moment. So if I'm with a customer, I'm really with that customer. Right. If I'm on that stage, I'm really on that stage. If I'm writing, I'm writing. Right now, I'm only with you. There's nobody else. Right. Um, It's all about being present. Right. And it's all about learning how to budget your time. And um, do I get tired? Yeah, I get tired. (laughs) But... I can't give up my work, right? nor do I want to, and I'm not going to give up comedy because right. it gives me so much joy. So, you know, there's 24 hours a day. We need, what, seven hours to sleep maybe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some people can exist on less. Mm-hmm. Um, I get about seven hours sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm working during the day. Um, I come home. I go out again. Or sometimes I go straight from work to a show. Mm-hmm. Um like uh, tomorrow uh, is Emma's 25th <laughs> birthday, as you know. Oh. Yeah, I can't believe my firstborn is going to be 25. I, I haven't wrapped my head around it. <laughs> I'm taking the kids out for a nice breakfast. We may go to the beach for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm driving straight to San Diego. I have a show tomorrow night. I have a show Sunday night. Love and it. then um, I'm going to be seeing customers Monday and Tuesday. Monday night I'm meeting a friend, another... Um, um, comedian that Mm -hmm. lives down Mm -hmm. in that area um we're gonna do an open mic together um and then we'll have dinner afterwards so yeah that's how i roll tuesday night i may drive back uh in time to do an open mic in la Mm -hmm. or i may do another open mic in san diego and then drive back afterwards Mm -hmm. and get back at like 11 o'clock at night you just make it work how do you um um relax the comedy is relaxing to mm-hmm. me. Right, that's your right. That's my relaxation. Right, absolutely. I also go to the gym in the morning, early in the morning. So before I go to work. Mm-hmm. So that is a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. I journal as soon as I wake up. The artist's way, Julia Cameron. So what's your routine like? Um and, and an and average morning? Yeah, um if you'd like to share um for someone who probably wants to get into comedy and wants to maintain a balance between work life and a passion that they are trying to... Well, 
every I guess every comedian is different. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't speak to what other people do, but everybody right. has to have a survival job. Right. I mean, you can't live, especially in L.A., right. without work. You right. just can't. Um, but a typical day for me is, and not that it's always perfect like this, because sometimes yeah. something has to give. I meditate first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. every morning these days. Mm -hmm. It gives me tremendous peace. It grounds me before I become a lunatic and race around, <laughs> you know, like a rat in a maze. Um, so the meditation is, you know, like prayer for the day. And then I um, make a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. um, and I journal, mm -hmm. sitting on the patio. I say good morning to the birds. They say good morning to me. Ooh. I pet Rico Suave, my very <laughs> spoiled Pomeranian. Um, I go to the gym for about um, an hour. Nice. And um, then I come home, shower, change, go to work, see customers, do my emails. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's a lot, especially when you're self-employed like I am. You All know, right. it's you're constantly catching up. Mm -hmm. um, and but I I enjoy seeing my customers. I mean, right. I I've had relationships with these customers, many of them for quite a number of years. Right. So it's also like visiting my friends. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I think to myself, oh my God, I got to go out into these stores and it's right. torture. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. It, it, does every day like, feel you, like you know right yeah it, it, not every day feels amazing but i i pretty much enjoy my job if i'm getting stuck in traffic not so enjoyable you know every day <laughs> cannot feel like a holiday right although may west said the famous may west <laughs> she did say every day is a holiday but that was may west <laughs> yeah beautiful and do you have a writing routine um i don't I, I wish I did. Um, when when I go home tonight, I will be writing. Uh, I'll probably take myself to Barnes and Nobles, and I'll probably sit there and I'll write because I want to rehearse my set for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or I might just lock myself in my office and do it. You know, the only thing is that in my house, as you know, there's a lot of us and there's a lot of distractions. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, the kids will say to me, Mama, I know you're busy, but I just have a quick question. The quick question is never quick, you know. <laughs> and then the other one comes in. I mean, they're, they're grown-ass young adults, <laughs> but they're still like toddlers, you know, scratching at the door wanting to talk to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I sometimes I um, and I asked Emma about this. Uh, I wonder, um, with all you creative guys in in the in the in the same household, how it is like? Because I know your your kids also are doing their thing. Yeah. So uh, Emma's a writer, mm -hmm. comedian. Elizabeth, um, she makes jewelry and she paints. Yeah. She has her own jewelry business. Rapper Liz, um, Ethan is a musician yeah. he writes and sings the most beautiful songs and so I always say that I've never needed an alarm clock because I wake <laughs> up to the sound of his guitar right. um, it's nice it's nice to be in a creative environment I think not I think I know that the reason I encouraged my kids so strongly to be creatives is because I didn't get that kind of encouragement so what did you specifically do let's say if uh, parents want to encourage their kids to do what your kids are doing what tips and advice would you pay have? attention to what they're talented at and also 
let them try different things, you know? I mean, Emma studied dance for many years, um, and then, you know, her little sister tried it, and she enjoyed it, but she didn't love it. That wasn't really her, her thing. I mean, Elizabeth loves art and is very good at it. Um, she's painted some unbelievable, um, unbelievable paintings. Um, I have a few of her things on the wall. She also makes the most beautiful jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, and as you know, she, she sells all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to really notice your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, don't boss them around as if they're <laughs> little servants. All right. You know, d don't make them little miniature versions of you because you feel bad that you were never a concert pianist. Right. So force your your son or daughter to right. become a classical pianist when they can't stand the piano. Don't do that to them. Let them be who God intended him or her to be. Mm -hmm. no. You know, let them be, yeah, let them be who they're supposed to be. Um, I think the biggest and best lesson I learned as a mother was to let my kids be who they're supposed to be in the world because you can't shine if you're not following your path. Mm -hmm. You can't. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it, it takes years to figure it out. You know, I mean, I knew who I was from a very young age, but my father, um, and by the way, I loved my father dearly. Mm -hmm. So this is no disrespect to him or what kind of a father he was. He was amazing in some ways, but he was also filled with a lot of fears mm -hmm. because of his background. Right. You know, he was a, he was an immigrant. He right. was a refugee, I not just an immigrant, a refugee. You right. know, he had escaped the Holocaust. So when I said to him I wanted to be an actor, he looked at me like I was a Martian. Do the accent. Roots. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? You want to be an actor. You have no talent. That's, you're not a Barrymore. Why, why would you do this? You're not going to do this. Basically, you're telling me you don't want to work. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how... Yeah, no, I sound to my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the audience clapping for you. Oh, thank to, you. To see that and more of that, please. Yeah, thank you. It. Oh, I tell see jokes on, on stage about my dad. Um, and I adored him. But, mm -hmm. you know, he had a lot of his fears. And children can easily inhale their parents' fears. Right. So, um, I didn't know I was talented. Mm -hmm. I do now. Mm -hmm. It took oh, me yeah. a few decades. You, you have no idea how much you inspire me oh, when I see those posts you, and you doing your thing and your oh, story. Bless Because I'm going to listen to the story again and again when I edit and oh, you're so <laughs> publish sweet. it. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, look, sometimes what you think might be the worst thing that happens to you in life mm -hmm. can turn out to be the greatest blessing. So when I went through a divorce last year, I mean, I, um, I split up with... Um, my kid's father mm -hmm. two years ago right to be exact and you know you think that you can't live without this person right. you think that oh my god i've spent so many years with this person how can right. i breathe without this person mm -hmm. you know what there's enough oxygen to go around <laughs> i it 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 was fine right. it was fine that mm -hmm. but you have to go through the grieving in the morning right. and then you think oh well my life can be as fabulous 
if not even more so, because I'm just going to have a different type of life now. And that's what happened. So I don't have a partner Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I trust that one day I will. Mm -hmm. But that hasn't been my focus these past two years. My focus has been having a relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? And what have you learned about it yourself? I like myself. (laughs) I love you too. Thank (laughs) you. What do you like about yourself? Um, I'm kind mm-hmm. most of the time, not always. <laughs> I'm not a saint. Right. Um, I really care about my friends and my family. There's nothing I wouldn't do for a friend in need. Nothing. There you go. Yeah. Um, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my kids. Beautiful. Um, I, I like that. Uh, I've been adventurous. Um, I like that I'm doing things that make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When I hear um, the voices in my head uh, that are saying, oh my God, this is scary, I tell them to be quiet. Right. And I just forge ahead and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. How yeah. was uh, your first time performing stand-up comedy? And how did you, were you afraid? And <laughs> oh how did you... Oh my God. Because when I saw you performing and I came to the show a couple of times, I was like, damn, I want to do that. But that sounds seems really scary. Well, it is scary, and it's supposed to be scary. I mean, you're getting up in front of yeah. people, and sometimes people laugh, and sometimes yeah. people don't laugh. Yeah, I've tried it once. I tried it once, stand-up comedy in Chennai, and I had one joke. Yeah. I was super overconfident. I just went, and I thought, I'm going to kill it. One joke for four minutes. Uh. And the delivery was so bad, and everyone gave me that silence <laughs> well there the good news is you don't have to see them again um well comedy is a skill like anything else yeah. and all i want to do <clears throat> is get better that's all i want to do is i just want to keep getting better i never went into this for fortune or fame never it was never my goal to become rich doing this because if that was my goal I would need my head examined because um, (laughs) the majority of comedians don't make a whole Mm -hmm. lot of money Mm -hmm. in LA it's very difficult to make money at comedy I mean I know that there's some comedians that do but I want to say that it's the minority right Um, I never went into this to become famous I went into this for the sheer joy of telling jokes and being around other funny people yep. and i find laughter to be a very high vibration next Absolutely. to love yeah you know yeah. i mean it's it's so healing for me this was the best therapy i ever had yeah more than going to therapy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i guess intuitively i thought oh this feels really good and it's very healing and you know uh, I can give love to others by making them laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I took an improv class at Groundlings. Oh, great. Before pandemic, I took I took three classes and Yeah. The joy, the joy you get out of acting and comedy. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. feeling. I don't know why I don't know when I'm going to go back to it, but looking at you and Emma doing what you guys do. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah, improv classes are wonderful. They're not cheap. No, no. That's They're why, not cheap. why do you think I, didn't, I never went back? Because the cheap in me was like, oh my God, do I st- still want to pay what I... They were like f- 400? Well, like, they they might be giving breaks during the pandemic. They were g- giving breaks. 
some months ago, I took a groundlings class on Zoom, and I hated it. Mm -hmm. Didn't dislike it, hated it. Yeah, because... Again, it's very physical. Yeah. And I thought this was a waste of my time. I dreaded class. I never dread classes. I love learning. Yeah. I did not enjoy it one bit. Because I had an amazing time in person. In person. Oh, I'm sure in person it's fabulous. And, you know, I studied improv um, for, I want to say, close to four years Hmm. with a gentleman named Tim Simek. He has... um, uh, his business is Slow Children at Play. He's in North Hollywood. I had great fun. That was in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I didn't enjoy the class that I took online, which was with, um, was it with Groundlings? No, I apologize. It wasn't Groundlings. It was UCB. Mm-hmm. The teacher was great. It wasn't his fault. It had to do with the the Zoom experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So let's say someone um, moves to LA and wants to start stand up and acting. What suggestions would you have based on your uh, years, of, you know, based on your experience? Here? Really get a good teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how much experience you have as an actor. Mm-hmm. It's really good to stay engaged and to keep learning. Um, because it's like anything else, you know. It, it, you can't go to the gym one week and then expect to stay in shape the following week. So, right. doing acting, uh, I think, requires a community. You right. know, I yeah. have been taking acting classes for over six months now, to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. But my focus has been comedy, and you can't do everything well. You know, mm-hmm. it's like how much can I do? You know, I'm working during the day. I'm doing comedy at night. I'm trying to write in between as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I don't want to spread myself too thin. Right. I did start taking a comedy class, Mm -hmm. um, with this wonderful woman, Bobby Oliver. She has, um, a studio in Koreatown called Tao. Mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing it wrong. She would be (laughs) upset with me. It's Dao. Dao. It's with a T, but you pronounce it Dao. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she's been in the industry for over 30 years and, she really supports women um, as as well as the gay community. Mm-hmm. Lovely woman. So I feel like just because I'm doing comedy doesn't necessarily mean that I can keep getting better without help, without a community. Right. And so I started taking classes with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited about it because I want to be in a room with people who are smarter right. and more talented than I am. That yeah, doesn't yeah. threaten me. Right. That inspires me. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, this comedy s- uh, studio, would you recommend? Oh yeah. Wh- which one again? Do you wanna? Tao. Tao. Okay. It's T A O. I know you. <laughs> you weren't happy with your pronunciation the first I'm time. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not happy with again. it the second time either. <laughs> or the third but, time. Okay, maybe you could just spell it and not pronounce. T A Oh, okay. comedy. There yes. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Oliver, she's wonderful. So, if you want to move to LA and are looking at an acting class, you know what, where to, what to look up. Um, well, I studied uh, Meisner at the Actors Workout Studio. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just online, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, any. Uh, 
any passion projects or what are you looking uh, in terms of ambitions and you know what next where are, where are you going with your life well i just put in a submission for a boston comedy festival oh. i would love that's something i've been thinking about for uh -huh. over a year now wanting to do a festival and i love the east coast of course yeah. and i miss it i haven't been back to new york since before the pandemic mm -hmm. i think it's been close to two years now mm -hmm. um so uh i wouldn't mind um going to boston and coincidentally i made a friend when i was just in santa fe recently at this artist retreat who lives in Boston and she invited me to stay with her if I get into the festival so mm -hmm. I submitted my reel and my biography and my headshot and so now I just wait and see if the, if I get accepted there you go yeah there you go. So, yeah so that and what else um, where else does Ruth see her, her life going now um, well I want to keep do obviously I want to keep doing stand-up um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind traveling a bit, doing stand-up in different parts of the country, uh, just to experience what it's like in different states. Because every state has a different feeling, a different sense of humor, different sensibilities. Hmm. You know, So I wouldn't mind experiencing that. What's funny is when I went to Santa Fe, I asked them, when I arrived, I said, where's your comedy club? They said, we don't have one. <laughs> they have like artists falling from the sky. Wherever you go, there's galleries and museums and mm. the most beautiful artwork. But no comedy club. Hmm. I thought, what's going on here, right. you know? So uh, that was like my first intuition was to find a comedy club so I can get on stage. Maybe and, you could start something. Uh, yeah, if it's meant to be. But mm -hmm. I, I don't plan on going to Santa Fe anytime <laughs> soon. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, my my fantasy, mm -hmm. uh, my fantasy would be to be on a sitcom. I would love that. What kind of sitcom? Oh, just something. Let's you say know, let's say you're manifesting, and uh, a director right there is uh, is uh, is looking for. Uh, I know. love the Goldbergs. The show, the Goldbergs. Mm -hmm. um, Modern Family is another great one. That's another show that I absolutely love. But what role do you want? What role? Mm -hmm. I would love to play um, Bev's Bevy, is what her husband calls her. I would love mm -hmm. to play her best friend on the show. Mm -hmm. like Kind of like a Lucy and Ethel type thing from I Love Lucy. That was my favorite show of all time. <laughs> to me, that was the great... It's, I watched that every day when I was a child. I haven't watched that show. So oh give me my an, give, God. Give, yeah. I've, I've seen every give, episode give, like 30 times at least. Give me a visual. What is that person like and what? So Lucille Ball was this beautiful and talented and ridiculously funny redhead. <laughs> and um, she started the show, I want to say late 50s, early 60s. I'm not 100%, so don't quote me. But she started the show at a time that women didn't do things like this. There were no opportunities for women in the movie industry to do something like this. And not yep. only that, she was the first that I know of, the first interracial couple on TV. Her real-life husband, Desi Arnaz, he was a Cuban immigrant. So she was like the whitest woman on the face of the earth, and he was Latin. And so I saw this show as um, a little girl, and he was a very sexy guy. You know, he was always playing the drums. 
and dressed in suits and incredibly handsome. And I thought, when I grow up, I'm going to marry somebody just like Desi Arnaz. And I did. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. From the time I was a little girl. Yeah. Yeah, so but that gets what she wants. Yeah, well, but just like with Lucy and Desi, their marriage imploded, and so did yeah. mine. So I guess I manifest really well. But maybe you'll get something better. You never know. It's uh, different stages in life. You know, here's yeah. the thing, Sandeep. When a marriage ends, it's sad, but it doesn't mean that it's a failed relationship. Right. It just means that you fulfilled your contract to one another. I believe that people make spiritual contracts before they come into human form. Mm -hmm. That's what is my gut feeling. And then, you know, because we come from God, we go back to God, this is just our costume. I could have been born in your country, you could have been born in my country, Mm -hmm. I could have had your body type, you could have had my body type. I mean, we don't know what we're going to end up in, right? Right. And you would think if people would get that, really get that, (laughs) all war would end. All conflict would end. All racism would end. All of this nonsense mm-hmm. would end mm-hmm. because we're all spiritual beings mm-hmm. in a human costume. Mm-hmm. To me, it's so obvious. It's such common sense. And yet, you have some of the most educated human beings on the planet right. that are so ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. Totally with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have an opinion. I don't mind sharing it. And I love it. (laughs) I want people who have opinions on my podcast. Because without one, the podcast might not be as interesting. Yeah, I have an opinion. And you know, at Mm -hmm. my age, I really don't care if people like it or not. You know, I I was always like this, to be honest with you. But now I'm dangerous because I'm an older broad. I'm glad. I I wish you you rub off on me a little bit. You're just fine, just the way you are, Sam. <laughs> uh, I know we spoke about uh, your your upbr- upbringing earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's let's touch touch base a little bit on that. Sure. How were you? How was Ruth like growing up in terms of? Uh, I know you mentioned you were shy. Painfully, painfully uh, shy. And uh, in terms of interests and hobbies, what what were your? Oh God. Well, I was a real artsy kid. I loved to draw. <clears throat> I loved to paint. I loved to do calligraphy. I had a mad appreciation for anything creative. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. I loved movies. Mm-hmm. I would sit for hours on end mm-hmm. watching old movies, black and white movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Adult films, you know, when mm-hmm. I was... I, I'm not talking about racy <laughs> stuff. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm talking about, you yeah, know, I'm like... like, me too. Yeah. I'm talking about... I did about, the same growing up, watching our films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, like, Casablanca, Gone with the Wind. I mean, I was watching, like, ad- adult films. Uh-huh. I was really, like, a latchkey kid. Even though my mother was a stay-at-home mom, um, you know, she really didn't pay that much attention to me Mm -hmm. so i had a lot of time on my own and (laughs) i developed a lot of love for um movies um theater uh i was lucky enough to grow up in new york so i went to the theater quite a bit when i got older um i loved the tv shows that i was exposed to at that stage i mean tv was really spectacular back then um Mm-hmm. It, it, also, the kind of shows that you had, like, oh, I don't know, 
I'm just going to throw out one, like All in the Family. Mm-hmm. I love that show. That show would be banned these days because there's a lot of political correctness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I was always artsy. And, and unfortunately, what happened to me, um, it was squashed because I think when I told my father that I wanted to be an actor and he said no, I went cold turkey. I stopped doing everything. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing everything. I feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's painful to even say that out loud. Mm-hmm. 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 And so now it's like a second childhood in this grown it. body. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all the things I ever wanted to do and I'm having the time of my life. And, you know, when, when you had asked me before, you know, how do you make time? You just do. You make time for the things you really want to do. Right. And if you don't do it, well, then guess what? You don't want it that, that badly. Right, right, right. You can get anything you want if you really, really want it. I believe that. Right. Not everybody does. I do. Mm-hmm. And, again, I, I never went into comedy to become rich or famous because I don't think it's all that it's cut out to be anyway. Right. I just did it because that's what I love and it's as easy for me as breathing. Beautiful. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives me such pleasure and mm-hmm. and I like the look on people's faces when they experience joy. If I can make somebody's day a little bit brighter because they can forget about some of the pain that they're going through mm-hmm. and I can give somebody a laugh and a smile. Mm-hmm. That makes my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, so you, <coughs> 16, and then you mentioned seven years in New York in the fashion industry. Uh, when did you move to LA again? Uh, I moved to LA end of 1991. 1991. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. it's been... Wow, 30 years. It's Were been you in Woodland years. Hills all along? No, I first lived in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that was an interesting experience. <laughs> and uh, then I ended up moving uh, with my ex mm-hmm. to Arcadia. And we had Emma there in Arcadia. Right. And then we ended up moving to Woodland Hills when I was pregnant with Ethan. Nice. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. So I've been in Woodland Hills since 1998. Hmm. So yeah. we're talking about 23 years. Yeah, long time. And, huh. wow. Yeah, your house is so pretty. Thank you. When I came in the first time and the second time and the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks pretty pretty. An artistic and, and fancy location and nice view. I love it. I like the fact that it has a nice view. Amazing. Yeah. I really, I feel very blessed, very grateful. I feel like the house picked me. Do you want to hear some fun, funny trivia yeah, about yeah, the yeah, house? Yeah, because I, I, I was talking to Ethan and Liz about it and they told me something and I was like, I'm going to talk about it with Ruth. To yeah. Um, Frank Capra Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Capra uh, was the one who directed It's a Wonderful Life, which is, by the way, one of my favorite movies and my favorite Christmas movie. I watch uh-huh. it every year. Uh-huh. Um, his son used to own my house. Ooh. And the neighbor across the street who's now passed 
told us when uh, we moved in that there were a lot of actors coming up to the house. Right. Yeah, that he entertained a lot of actors. And so I feel like the house picked me because of my love of theater, my love of movies. Right. Um, and also because I love to entertain. And my kids love to entertain. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful location. The, Thank you. The, the interior, all, all the work that is... You can see that there's personality in this house. Thank you. Know, you. A lot of creative. Well, I recently changed, as you know. Did, did you ever see the house before when it had a lot of colors in it on the walls? Do I you remember that? I don't remember. Okay, yeah. so um, for years I had had every wall in the house a different color. Like one room was um, <laughs> green, another room was blue, another room was yellow, um, another room was red. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, yes, somebody's excited about that. Um, and then I wanted to just kind of uh, change the vibe a little bit. So I just recently painted the interior huh. either white nice. or soft gray. Yeah. Nice. What was that story? The uh, uh, were, you, were you looking for a house in Woodland specifically? Or? Um, I had this feeling. A lot of what I do is based on intuition. Uh-huh. I had this feeling it would be a really great place to raise my kids, and it was. Right. Good public schools there. Right. right. Um, centrally located when you're in sales, because I go all over Southern California, so I need something central. I knew I couldn't afford to live in a place like Malibu, for example, but it's only, you know, a, a right 35, 40-minute drive the most to Malibu, right? Right. right. So, um, and I, it was a nice community. I like the fact that... Um, it was mixed, you know, a mixed demographic. You know, growing up in New York, I grew up right. around every nationality right. under the sun. Yeah. And it's always been important to me, wherever I live, right. that I need to have mixed demographic. Uh, I, I love that so yeah. much. And yeah. yeah, I wish I, I could I, do I, that th- forever. <laughs> yeah, because that's... <laughs> that's real life. Right, that's beautiful. And yeah. you, get, you learn so much. And yeah. life is interesting because a mixed yeah. demographic meaning different personalities. Not yeah. everyone thinks the same way. That's right. You know, it was funny. <clears throat> when I was in Santa Fe, um, I found out that uh, th- the minority is really the majority over there. It's, I want to say it's 60% um, Latin over there. And that made me so happy. It filled me with joy to hear <laughs> that because I thought, why not right. and and you know it's just beautiful when people live together and we learn from each other mm-hmm. i'm not saying that people need to mold you know uh, get molded into one big soup right. we can still keep our culture but we can learn from each other and yeah. respect each other and live together and i find it beautiful yeah when you're with uh, you know different uh, people from different backgrounds it's, it's fantastic so fascinating it's fantastic you're learning so much it's like you're learning so much and yeah. you realize you know um we're different and yeah. yet we're all the same right so you and i grew up eating different things right right, right. but we still <laughs> want the same things right. out of life right. we want to be able to eat we want to be able to sleep we yeah. want to have friendship we want to have good health yeah. we want to have happiness right. you know we're still human beings and every human being on the planet uh, deserves to live um, a dignified 
and peaceful life. Right, and and I think when you live in a diverse bag with a diverse community or background, that it reminds you yes. that you know everyone's yes. equal, everyone's the same. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're just you know with a certain community, yes, then you start thinking you're different from the others. I could never live right. in a place where it's just one type of human (laughs) i I couldn't i'd be bored out of my mind yeah you know i like diversity i always have totally feel you yeah Yeah. and maybe that also that awareness or that sensitivity comes from having immigrant parents right right you know let's uh, talk a little bit about we have a few more minutes okay i'm gonna i want to make sure i cover uh, two more topics before we wrap it up what have uh your kids taken after you and what do you think uh, you know how do you think they've uh, they've uh, uh, come across till now well first of all I really like my kids mm-hmm. I think art you, uh, yeah you, they get from I'm grateful that they're all creatives right I'm really grateful for that it makes me very proud of them that mm-hmm. they're um, that they're creative and not afraid of that side of themselves. Right. I think it was really important for me to encourage that in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they make good friends. They're mm-hmm. all good people. Mm-hmm. Very proud of them for being who they are in this world. Mm-hmm. They're kind. They're kind. They're compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, what dreams and hopes do you have? It's broad. I, I want them, obviously, to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want them to be true to themselves. I want them to live an authentic life. Mm-hmm. Not the life that I want for them right. or that somebody else wants for them. Mm-hmm. I want them to live the life that they want for themselves. Beautiful. Um, I want them to pick their partner well, whoever he or she might be. Nice. I want them to pick wisely because... You don't realize until you're in a relationship and start a life with somebody mm-hmm. how much the tone of your life, the mood of your life is contingent upon the partner that you pick. It can make or break your happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very happy with um, their father for many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a really good life together right. for many years. And then something shifted mm-hmm. and it was meant to end. Mm-hmm. But um, I would have married him all over again, even mm-hmm. knowing that it was going to end, just because we had a happy life for many years. Mm-hmm. And also, I got three extraordinary kids out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that was part of the plan. Nice. Um, what else do I want for them? Um, I want them to uh, to live uh, with courage. Mm-hmm. Um, to know that most people are decent, mm-hmm. and if somebody disappoints you, it has nothing to do with you. Beautiful. It's a reflection on somebody else's stuff that they have to work through. Nice. Um, I want them to be brave, to be courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, nice. Yeah. Let's play a quick "It's Totally Possible" game. Oh, that's I love that. My favorite. My favorite. I know. We are going to do a quick, uh, you know. Ten, ten each. I say ten, you say ten. Uh, and I have to remember everything you say. Uh, nah, yeah, yeah, oh my so, god! Uh, just for go. everyone, um, a quick. Uh, the game is. Uh, let me give you an explanation of it. Uh, I am going to say it's totally possible and mention some of my dreams that I want to manifest out loud. And then I'm going to repeat. 
Yeah, she okay. she uh, Ruth would listen to me and supercharge me, and then she would go ahead and mention ten of her dreams, and I would do the same to her. So let's get started. Uh, oh, I love it, Ruth. Do you want to go? Oh gosh. Okay. No, you go. Okay, I'll go. Okay. It's totally possible that I would do a fantastic form handstand in the next by the end of this year. It's totally possible I would be able to do a muscle up by the end of this year. It's totally possible that I would be um, able to stay creative and make movies and try, uh, you know, try my hand at stand-up comedy and get into acting. It's totally possible that my podcast would evolve into different concepts and ideas as time passes. It's totally possible that I would continue living the beautiful dream that I'm living. It's totally possible that I would continue meeting wonderful friends and my community will only go grow stronger. It's totally possible that that uh, my family, my mother, my sister is going to be happy forever and I would be one of the reasons why they are extremely happy and at peace. And it's totally possible I would continue smiling all my life. Okay, I don't know if, if it was 10, but I'll stop there. Oh my God! It's totally possible that you, Sandeep, will do a freeform handstand. <laughs> it's totally possible that you will do a muscle up. It is totally possible that you will grow in your creativity and get into acting and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, it's totally possible that your podcast will explode and you'll be able to expand on that podcast. It's totally possible that you will continue to thrive here in LA and meet wonderful people and have a very strong friendship community. It's totally possible uh, that you will be a source of pride for your mother and for the rest of your family members. It's totally possible that, uh, oh my gosh. Damn, you have a nice sharp brain. Uh, Not almost that, all of it. Uh, it's totally possible that... Um, Okay, you go. Oh. Your dreams. But I forgot it's something. Okay. I, I must have. I, I, I still love you. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Good. Good to know. Okay, <laughs> here we go. It's totally possible that I will uh, get a Netflix special. It's Ooh. totally possible that I will um, get on a sitcom. Mm -hmm. It's totally possible uh, that I will do more commercials. Um, it's totally possible that my kids will thrive and will get jobs that um, give them great joy. Uh, it's totally possible that my children will also be strong and healthy, and I'll be strong and healthy. It's totally possible that I will meet a partner that is totally suited for me um, and that we will have a wonderful time together. Uh, it's totally possible um, that I will um, continue um, to thrive and be very happy here. And um, it's totally possible that I will continue to travel and have a great time. And it's totally possible that I will get approved into the Boston Comedy Festival. Ooh, that comes for a Okay, it's my turn to supercharge Ruth. It's completely, totally, totally, totally possible that that you would uh, not only start at a Netflix show, you would end up, um, uh, you know, blowing up uh, as a result of that, and the whole world would 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 know who Ruth Brandt is. And through that, not only would you get get um, happiness, fame, and success, but uh, all of that would also be passed to your children and the community that you are a part of. 
it's totally possible that you would not only work on a on a sim on a sitcom you would work on like multiple sitcoms you would uh, people would uh, want you to be a part of it they'd see all your talents and skills and 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 would be like hey i want ruth for this role because she's the one who i think can sell sell this role the best it's totally possible that you would not only be f- um, super fit and healthy you would uh, be an inspiration for people around you to continue being uh, you know um full of life and, and the healthiest self ever it's totally possible that uh, your children would uh, would continue being strong and, and healthy and and would bright up anyone's day around them and would always be a light uh, you know in in anyone's life it's totally possible that your children would continue following their dreams and and they would end up uh, you know being the a person that you uh, always want uh, want them to be and they make you proud it's totally possible that uh, you would not only be accepted to Boston uh, comedy festival but that's just a start and universe has much grand uh, you know grander plans for you if that's even a word and uh, Boston uh, comedy festival is just a beginning of things oh my god i'm so <laughs> impressed <laughs> and that's all my mind can remember so <laughs> this one for me <laughs> Okay all right so I think it's time to wrap up we had a fantastic conversation yes, getting to learn Ruth I would really love to thank you for your time oh, for your you, honesty for everything that you've shared with the rest of the world I hope people have enjoyed learning more about Ruth I hope people have gotten the message that you've shared with with uh, with the rest of the world and I'm sure it's going to make a difference to whoever listens to your story and I'm forever grateful for you for that. Thank you Sandeep. Blessings to you. Perfect. I, I'm so I just have to say that I'm so <laughs> grateful that our paths have crossed and I'm so grateful that you came into our lives. I love it. Love it. Love it. Beautiful. Yeah. On that note, I think it's time to say goodbye to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye Sandeep. Much love to you. All right. Uh thank you everyone for listening to our beautiful conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned because more content is coming your way. Ta-da-da. Sandy for Sandy, get deep with Sandy. Sandy for Sandy, get deep with Sandy.